Welcome to the XY Advisor Podcast, a global community of financial advisors sharing and learning with one another to drive the positive evolution of financial advice. To get involved, go to xyadvisor.com or simply download the XY Advisor app. Hub24 is on a mission to empower advisors to deliver better financial futures for their clients. They're dedicated to customer service excellence and delivering innovative product solutions that create value for advisors and their clients. These are just some of the reasons why advisors rate them number one for overall satisfaction and why their managed portfolio solution has been rated best in market five years running. Hub24 believes nothing happens in isolation. So they're working together with advisors, licensees, and industry leaders to leverage their data and technology expertise to help solve key challenges in the delivery of financial advice so more Australians can access cost-effective advice. Welcome back to the XY Advisor podcast. I'm Fraser Jack and today I am joined by Tom Haig. Welcome, Tom. Thank you, Fraser. Great to be with you. Fantastic. Now, you are a the general manager of a, a business called MBS or Marketing, Branding and Sales and you generally work with uh, with advisors or advice firms. Thank you for coming on and we're, we're going to talk a little bit about that and we're also going to talk a bit about some of the work that you've done uh, with a brand called My Money Sorted, which we'll get into a little bit later. But uh, firstly, let's start with you. Tell us uh, tell us your story and how did you get uh, into this marketing, branding, sales concept? Sure thing, Fraser. So um, my uh, introduction to, I guess, the industry particularly was a really unusual one. I haven't come through the traditional pathway of, of being an advisor. Um, my first, uh, I guess, introduction to advice was actually meeting uh, a guy by the name of Dan Brown um, about six years ago. So I first met Dan um, through a referral from a friend um, who was, uh, I guess, getting some advice from Dan on the time at the time on restructuring, um, and I guess made a suggestion that I get in touch with him about a, a few things I was considering doing personally. Uh, I was looking to start a business. Uh, we had a young family. We were buying properties. We were doing all sorts of different things. And um, I was I was working for um, a multinational at the time, a, bi- a big you know corporate entity. And I guess um, meeting with Dan um, from the outset, uh, we really struck off a, a, a really good relationship. And it was it was far more than um, you know a service provider and client. Of course, it, it became. Uh, much more than that very quickly. But I think through my uh, interactions with Dan early days, I, I started to see um, or, or learn more about the industry and what he was involved with. And um, I was also probably at a at a point in my career where I was you know, really considering whether property and construction, which is what I was involved with at the time, whether that was that was really my my future. Um, I had some very interesting time times working on you know very big projects in in Melbourne, particularly, and dealing with trade unions and all sorts of interesting people, and probably could just sort of see a bit of a misalignment with, I guess, my values and and you know what I really wanted to put my time into, I guess. And so, again, the early stage conversations with Dan um, probably were, uh, I guess, not only in terms of obviously learning more about the industry, but 
I guess Dan really, uh, I guess, gave me a bigger vision for my future than perhaps the one that I had at the time. And whenever you've got anyone external who, you know, believes in you perhaps more than you do yourself, it's a pretty special thing. So that was, I guess, the beginnings of, um, I guess, more certainly my first exposure to the financial services market. And then from there, uh, I guess, Dan and I, you know, really built a, a, a pretty special relationship and have since gone on to, to start a couple of businesses together. Yeah, well, fantastic. So you came in as a as a as a client essentially into into the industry. Uh, and one of the things I wanted to explore here is this is a really interesting part to me because you know I, I like I like looking at the difference between you know tangible and intangible benefits. Uh, and you've come in thinking that you're going to get some practical or tangible advice around structures and the things that might be good for you. And you've walked away with an emotional reaction. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah, I, and, and it's interesting you say that phrase. I, I definitely probably entered that initial meeting thinking it was going to be purely about consolidating superannuation and uh, getting some advice on um, you know starting a business, but it became much more than that. It was it was I guess I'd liken it to having a guide or a mentor there to sort of help you help steer you in the right direction. You know, and I think particularly for me it was clarifying my goals. You know, I had a couple of uh, I had a couple of big picture ideas of what I wanted to do in my life, but I think through those those early stage um, interactions uh, or experiences with an advisor, uh, with Dan and his team at the time, it was really about clarifying those goals and setting in place a, a plan to move towards those. So that was that was for me one of the biggest benefits. Yeah, fantastic. And so then you you've got your plan, you've got your goals set out. You can then move towards them. Uh, how did uh, how did that I guess become? How did then that become you and Dan working together? It was probably about twelve months after that first meeting that we we really started to uh, explore some you know ideas to uh, you know to work together. Um, like anything, you know, initially it's about getting to, getting to know one another and building trust in that relationship, and that. Look, that happened very quickly for us, I must say, but um, it probably wasn't until about 12 months down the track that um, Dan had gone out on his own. Um, I'd left uh, the safety net of an of a employer. Uh, I'd started a, a small consultancy business. That's when we really started to, um, I guess, bounce ideas off one another. Uh, I've, I've sort of been there alongside him since he, he, went, he first went out on his own uh, back in, uh, I'm going to say, late 2015. And... Um, I guess the more exposure that I had to the direction that he was heading in, um, the more we started to, I guess, uh, identify opportunities. His model has really been one of, I guess, vertical integration. So uh, taking advice as obviously the core focus and then looking at all of the related services that he could be bolting onto that initial business to obviously better serve the client, to grow the business and to be more efficient. And one of those key areas was marketing and communications uh, from day one. Um, um, branding as well is probably um, you know critical to that. Um, and, and that was something he got right very early on, um, both with um, uh, a lot of input and guidance from his wife, Julie, who's fantastic in that department, um, with some external suppliers at the time as well. So yeah, some good good help and good guidance. But I guess from the marketing standpoint, uh, he and I had some exposure to a to a business coach um, who was uh, out of out of the United States, a guy by the name of J T Fox, 
um, we we invested a eye-watering amount of money in uh, a coaching program that that JT rolled out, and through that we really got to learn about the true benefits of investing in your in your marketing, both from an internal uh, client standpoint, but also for attracting attracting new clients to your business, and that was. For me, um, I guess to a very long-winded answer, Fraser. I'm sorry about that, but the the real seed for us was I for a long time had been um, I loved to write. You know, I love I loved uh, story particularly. Um, I loved um, you know anything to do with personal development, and it was probably a combination of those skills and identifying that opportunity that we sort of thought, well, we're using external providers to do. The marketing piece at the moment. Why wouldn't we? Why wouldn't we bring this internal and um, you know and build out a team around it? So that's exactly what we've done. Uh, so uh, Dan initially, with the help of Stacey, who's still with him today, uh, you know, really refined a, an approach to marketing that's been phenomenally successful for them, um, and has really allowed us to use that as a bit of a um, guinea pig is not the, the right terminology, but a proven formula that's based on applying it internally before then rolling that out external. Um, so that's that's probably how it all, all came to be. Yeah, fantastic. I was gonna I was just gonna explore explore a little bit into that. You sort of answered a little bit of it, but uh, the idea of moving from a construction uh, project management based role, very sort of structured and and probably a little bit uh, regimented in, in the way that we always do things to a to, into sort of a digital marketing role, which is obviously a little bit different and 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 transformative. What was the main drive for you around that digital marketing experience? What what drove you towards that? I guess I'd, I'd spent a lot, probably fifteen years um, leading up to that point. Um, you know, really trying to continue to invest in myself. Um, you know, to be better in every aspect of, you know, even prior roles and how to communicate better, how to obviously lead teams better. I was dealing with people who were typically very difficult to manage. Um, and so that required building up a fair bit of resilience, and a big part of that for me was, uh, you know, investing in self-help, you know, guidance books, you know, business, and that really evolved into entrepreneurship. And it would was probably um, the culmination uh, for me. Fraser was reading a book called The Four Hour Workweek, which a lot of the listeners will probably be really familiar with. And that that really, I guess, uh, was the catalyst for the big shift for me. I could see, you know, that anything you wanted in life was truly possible if you went about it the right way. So probably a crossover meeting Dan around that around a similar time as well. It was it was sort of a case of, sort of realizing that I no longer had to uh, stick with something just because I'd gone and done a uni degree and that was what I'd told everyone in my life that I was going to do and it was, it just made it easier to really to really pursue a new path that I was more passionate about um, that um, luckily for me I had some natural skill sets in obviously the the the, the writing aspect the the storytelling aspect so that was beneficial I wasn't starting from scratch um, I'd done a lot of writing prior to that point um, so yeah, I, I think probably those few things were were really the drivers. Wanting to wanting to do something that I was more passionate about and truly felt I could see myself doing for the rest of my life. Yep. So when you started the the business, were you just looking with working with financial planners, or were you just sort of taking any business to help them out? 
Yeah, so we, we uh, I guess, from day one have been really, really focused on serving planners um, and naturally we had a competitive advantage over, you know, uh, the, the rest of, I guess, the, you know, call them digital marketing agencies out there. That's typically our competition. It's It's been the intimate understanding of the market, um, you know, of, of the client um, uh, interaction of, um, you know, of those experiences that have, that have delivered that uh, point of difference for us. And, and hence, I guess, while we've remained focused on that, it's, uh, the, the one thing I would say probably with with the with the financial services market is probably um, from a, a marketing standpoint an uptake of marketing um, for advisors out there it's it's not dissimilar to the number of Australians not obtaining advice so you know there's there's varying views and figures about you know roughly 80 80 to 90 percent of all Australians don't obtain advice I would say it's very similar in terms of 80 to 90 percent of advisors don't do any marketing um, and then again it, it probably comes back to that uh, that point of not really understanding the true benefits of you know what they can obtain by investing in it no different to a client who can't see the value in you know an advice fee uh, it's it's very similar yeah that's really interesting I love the analogy too by the way just putting those two things <laughs> together and saying obviously that means at the top let's uh, say the top 10% of of clients that are getting advice are doing well better, and and probably the uh, the firms that are that have have a structured marketing plan uh, and and schedule and budget and all those things that go with marketing are, are doing well. Yeah, I'd agree. I'd agree, and probably it's just a it's a different mindset, you know. And and the same would apply for clients, no doubt. They're prepared to invest in in good guidance um, in order to achieve their goals. And for advisors that are out there that are investing in marketing, that's that's very commonly the case. They've got a big vision for the the future of their business, and they're prepared to invest. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, so, um, just while we're on this on the digital marketing space, you, you work with advisors and planners. Um, if somebody wants to continue that conversation or this part of the conversation with you, what's the best way for them to reach out to you in that capacity? Sure. Yeah, just um, best way is uh, marketingbrandingsales dot com. Jump on the on the website. Um, we've recently uh, i guess opened up a a, a free trial uh, for any clients that are interested in um, or any advisors out there who are interested in learning more about the service you know for those we're happy to provide them with a with a uh, their first free article so a lot of what we do is around uh, the content marketing so uh, really providing advisors with uh, great content that they can share with uh, potential future clients and existing clients. Uh, so if they jump on the website, uh, they can uh, book in a, a free session uh, with me and the team and we can we can get that happening for them. Yeah, fantastic. Now, now, just while we're talking about that specific part, how do how do you produce these articles? Like, does it does it require the advisor to take a lot of time out of their day to do it? It's it's a great question and it's it's evolved over time. Uh, funnily enough, uh, because we'd always produced articles in house. So for for Dan uh, and his practices within you know, Coastal Advice Group. So um, over the years, it had always been okay. What are we going to come up with as as an article this week? You know, it would typically be Dan. Um, he's probably on the couch after watching the the, <laughs> the Eels play on a Sunday afternoon. He'd had a couple of beers and. 
all right, you know, you'd get this text message or an email and it would be 15 different ideas about articles that we could be producing for the next um, next few months. And that was really the approach early days. It was what's in our head, you know, what do we think clients would value? The shift for us has been just purely taking a research focus. So developing an intimate understanding of the information that clients are seeking um, based on their situation in life. And um, I guess back back to, to hopefully answer your question, Fraser, when we first started marketing branding sales, we took the view, um, very wrongly of course, that if we just provided advisors with ideas, headlines um, and you know templates for writing articles, they'd be able to produce them all themselves. But what we know, um, you know, certainly today is that advisors are just so time poor um, and ultimately that's not an area of their business that they should really be investing a lot of time in and I only say that uh, from the point of view that what we know is that for advisors who are, are really, I guess, uh, exceeding today is they're putting more, more and more time into client relationships. You know, they're not getting caught in the nitty-gritty of, of back-end admin um, they're not doing their own power planning and they're most certainly not writing all of their own articles. Um, so we, uh, I guess to that end, we research, we write, we curate and deliver uh, content for our clients. Yeah, fantastic. So I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that, and I might be wrong here, but um, you know, advisors have ideas, opinions, beliefs, um, thought leadership concepts uh, that they want to try and get across and, and so do they then tell you what they are and, and then you take those and mold them into an article? Is that, that yeah, it's, right? it's a good question. So it's, it's probably uh, in two parts. So what we always encourage our clients to do is is personalise, um, you know, the, the comms that they're providing, particularly for uh, their existing client base. So the best advisors are out there are, con- are continually communicating or consistently communicating with their existing clients. And those personalised insights, whether that's part of a an EDM each month, um, a monthly mail out to their clients, their database, um, a monthly mail out to those that are on their database who haven't yet engaged as a client, it's a phenomenal way to start and build a relationship. Um, and it sounds a little bit crazy to say that, but the experience for us has been, you know, by consistently communicating, people get to know you, like you, and trust you before ultimately they make a, a buying decision um, and for for you know many clients and certainly in our experience with marketing branding sales even it could be six or eight months from a first interaction to someone actually you know being ready um, to obtain advice or to take up your services so um, I guess to your point Fraser phenomenally powerful uh, to 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 layer in the personal insights we take uh, we take prompts from clients all the time about you know what they want to be communicating, but I think what we do is we just very mindful of taking those ideas um, and distilling them down into things that people will engage with. Because uh, quite often the case is the content is fantastic, but it's not packaged in the right way. And if it's not packaged in the right way, and by that I mean a a, a really intriguing headline, particularly, then ultimately uh, people just don't engage. Yep, you know I agree. I'm I'm a big, I'm a massive believer in that that the power of that digital marketing, but consistency and comms is a huge part of that. Um, I think I probably said this before, but you know I think we've developed trust very quickly in real life situations when you can meet people in, with a proximity 
but in, in, in areas of lockdown or in areas of, um, of digital communications, that consistency of communication develops trust over time, uh, you know, to a similar degree as meeting somebody, but obviously meeting somebody does it a lot faster. Thank you for sharing that about that part of the business. I think it's a, I think it's a, a, a great area that advisors can lean into with regards to them, them you know, having a, a marketing strategy, having a consistent communication strategy with their, you know, to their ideal or their best client. And, um, and they will end up attracting a lot more of those over time. And, uh, you know, I think it's, I also like the idea of it being a compound interest type conversation too, where the more information uh, they get the more, and the more consistent and, you know, it is over a long period of time, it just compounds that interest that, that they would have in the business and the value that the business provides. Yeah, absolutely. That's, I think, a really good point that you make around uh, the long-term aspect to this. You know, this is not a short game. You know, we, we, we do have lots of conversations where that comes up. Oh, how quickly do you think I'll, I'll see results with this? And the answer, of course, is different for everyone. You know, how long have you been doing it? You know, what does your online presence look like? How, how polished is your brand? Um, you know, I, I often sort of think about this in terms of other professional services. You know, if, you, if your first interaction with a dentist was, um, you know, walking through, you know, a, a retail shop and they're positioned out the back in the back room and it's dark and poorly lit and they've got files all over the desk and, you know, it's, it's going to be very different to one where you walk, walk in and there's a receptionist that greets you and there's a nice lounge to sit at and there's, everything's clean and tidy and, you know, you immediately have a perception of what that brand, the quality of the service that brand will offer. So in a digital marketing sense, that's your shop front. You know, have you invested in a website that clearly articulates the benefits that you can deliver for your clients? Can they engage with you 24 hours a day, seven days a week? You know, if they are themselves sitting on the couch on a Sunday afternoon, if they're researching information and service providers, can they jump on there, check you out, read some of your articles and understand, you know, the value that you can deliver? And, and it, the same applies um, in, a, in a marketing sense. And ultimately, those results that you just mentioned and obviously uh, the long term uh, is a big part of that, continuing to invest and and making sure that I think you you accept the fact that for some people they'll be ready to ready to make a decision within the first you know first meeting. For others, it takes much longer. Yep. Yeah. No. Fantastic. That's uh, that's pretty much the same with uh, clients too. Some some take longer, and some ready to go straight away. Um. Thank Thank you for sharing that. Now I wanted to dive into some of the work that you have been doing uh, in this space. If we go a little bit deeper. Um, with Dan and the, the the concept of the my money sorted branding and, mm-hmm. and how that's working, T- tell us about where. I guess let's go back. Tell us about the you know why that was created in the first place. Yeah, it's I, I guess the realization, or probably um, I think seeing the statistics around the Australians not obtaining advice. Yeah, you know, it's it's phenomenal to see. Um, you know, again, eighty to ninety percent of the country not seeking out advice and depending on who you listen to or what you read uh, there's always an excuse behind that it's either well advice is too expensive uh, or uh, you know there's a lack of trust with the industry post royal commission and you know days gone past you know in our observations it was those are obviously factors there's absolutely no doubt you know the the cost of advice is 
is a, is a challenge for a lot of people. And trust, yep, it's an issue for some people as well. But for us, it was, I guess, a realization that most people just don't realize the benefits of obtaining advice. They don't see that uh, guidance can transform, you know, their lives and ultimately give them a better life. I was the same until having someone suggest to me I should have a chat with Dan Brown. I, I had no clue of, of of what benefit I stood to to obtain by by having that conversation and and becoming a a financial planning client. And it's that transformation and and the better life that ultimately is often art, not articulated well. So what we set out to do with My Money Sorted was get more advice to more Australians. And we knew that the best way to do that is to lead with value and to build relationships, build trust, give people, I guess, you know, some phenomenal insights that can help them on their journey. And that might be a case that they do four out of five things themselves. They take that information, they apply it, and if they do, fantastic. But what we know is that you know, when it comes to personal finance, particularly planning for retirement, there are complexities there that that really mean that people truly benefit from, you know, getting a professional on their side, um, getting advisor to to help them uh, to plan out their future. You know, quite often we know that it might be a case of even the the cost of advice itself. Um, is cancelled out by the fact that they had seven super accounts and they were paying all these, all these different fees. We often joke. There's a, a friend of mine in Newcastle. I think he he set the record. He had nine nine different super accounts and he was paying this absorbent level of fees each year just purely by getting advice and 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 ha- having someone help him consolidate that. He was ahead. So there are all these little things that we can be doing to, um, I guess, better educate Australians on the fact that. An advisor can be there to not only, you know, get them moving in the right direction, but they can help them save money and make money at the same time as well. So I guess the journey with My Money Sorted is really just to lead with super valuable information that can help people make better decisions by being more informed and uh, having greater awareness of those benefits. Yeah, fantastic. And I like the I like the concept of, you know, when people, sometimes people don't want to look silly when they walk into an advice you know, situation because they have to then confess their sins and t- say what they've done and their po- all of their poor decisions along <laughs> the way, uh, which we all have. You know, like even as uh, you know, even knowing what we all know about uh, money and and we all make uh, decisions that aren't necessarily the the best long term outcome if we're starting if we're getting emotional with them. But uh, look, I think um, you know, bringing people towards all that stepping stone, I've often called it too, because it's a big step to go into an advice relationship it's, it's a big step and so i feel like this is producing a whole lot of small steps that lead up to that big step yeah it's again it's the it's the trust thing you know it's it's ultimately realization that um people take time to develop an understanding of what they what they stand to benefit from engaging you know i think there's a lot of hesitation there to say well like you say, am I going to walk into a into an initial meeting and get pinned down and have to pay all this money versus taking the approach of allowing them to check you out online, allowing them to consume some content that you put out, you know, about topics that are relevant and important to them. And so once you start to deliver value in that way, it, it completely changes the relationship. I think a lot of this for me is, is the law of reciprocity. You know, ultimately if you – if you give people something um, without expecting anything in return, ultimately, 
you know, it will come back in time. So what we're what we're you know ultimately doing with my money sorted sorted is delivering freely available information that's highly valuable that will help people on their journey. Um, but what we know in time is that when they ultimately do need some help with implementing what they've learned, then they'll remember the source of that information. And um, if it's us, um, you know, uh, fantastic. If it's if it's someone else out there that's providing highly valuable content through a platform, great as well. You know, we for us, my money sorted is not about dominating the industry. It's about helping get advice to more Australians. And what we know right now is there are so many people out there that stand to benefit from this. There is opportunity for everybody in this space. Uh, there is opportunity, and hence why we're doing this for advisors all across the country. You know, quite often we get asked the question, uh, Dan particularly, why don't you just do all of this for your own businesses? Why would you help other advisors? And that's the realisation. It's The market is big enough for all of us. There is so much opportunity out there. If we share our great ideas, if we share the things that we've learned, um, you know, collectively we can we can have a much bigger impact. Um, so competition for us is never a is never a concern. It's more about making sure that we we take the right approach and that we um, help overcome those um, perceived or real barriers to to advice. Yeah, fantastic. Now, how did you put it all together? As in, work out what you wanted to talk about, work out what you were going to present and how it was going to come across tell us all about the you know the actual building of it sure so i guess we've been really lucky over the years to to work with some incredibly smart people um and particularly in the in the seo space so for those who aren't aren't familiar search engine optimization and what that really comes down to is um, developing a deep understanding of the information that people out there are seeking. So our ideal audience, our ideal clients, what is the information that they're, they're, you know, they're searching for on a daily, weekly, monthly basis? And so we invested a significant amount of time and money in, I guess, conducting some national research into what that looked like. And we identified that each month there's roughly 9 million searches uh, related to personal finance. And those are all linked to goals. And typically, it's how to get the best return, how to retire sooner, um, how to pay off my home loan five years earlier, you know, really specific things that people are seeking out information around. So what we really did was took the time to develop a deep understanding of that, not only on the kind of search terms that people are entering, entering into a Google search bar, but once they do, uh, I guess... Uh, engage with information that, that comes up on page one, where else are they going? What else are they seeking out? What other information of, uh, would be of benefit to them? So really building out a content structure that helps them from their initial question or their initial problem along the entire journey towards reaching their goal. And that ultimately for us is about helping to connect them with great service providers out there, great advisors, people who are specialists in the things that they're actually, you know, reading about and wanting to know more about and ideally wanting some help with. Um, so that that's sort of been the pathway for us. And the, and the content uh, that's on the site today is really our foundational, you know, research-backed content. And we'll be building that out over coming months so that it is a real content powerhouse in this space. Um, and it's, I guess, content that's based on an intimate understanding of what people want. 
Fantastic. I love the I love the way you uh, you use the data to work out what's the what's the good thing to talk about rather than just making assumptions around. Uh, oh, let's talk about this this week because I happen to have done some work on it or I know about it. It uh, it certainly makes a lot of sense to work out you know what people are actually after before you start delivering. Most definitely, yeah. And not not to say our, our, that wasn't our approach a few years ago, Fraser. You know, it was it was genuinely let's think about what we should be writing about and, and put it out there versus take I, I Dan likes to um, compare this I don't know if you're a, a back to the back to the future fan but uh, when they find the sports almanac and they get the answers to all of the um, <laughs> all of the future future sporting events um, Biff Biff steals the magazine but it, it's it's been very much like that for us um, it was such a shift in our approach Um and I guess really comforting as well, knowing that we're investing a lot of time and a lot of money in producing something that is based on what we know people are, are searching for. Yeah, fantastic. Now, tell me about the platform itself. So, um, my money sorted. Is this a platform for all advisors, or is it is it just uh, certain advisors? Sure. So, I guess the the approach for us uh, in terms of engaging uh, the industry and and getting them as part of it, it's it's a big part of what we're looking to do with the future. So what we really want to do through the early stages is develop a deep understanding of the uh, of the you know, consumer journey on the website. So how are they engaging with the content um, and how do they want that interaction to flow through to meeting an advisor? And so what we what we really, and I guess doing a lot of work to model, model this off some very successful sites um, out of the States particularly, and how they manage those interactions. Because what we want uh, in engaging with industry partners is to make sure that they get a really valuable outcome as well, which is um, a, a potential lead, a potential client um, who uh, I guess is going to be a right fit for their services. You know, we, we, we know that that's not always 100% uh, the case, but ultimately we want to make sure that there is a process in place so that once that uh, consumer engages once that they take that next step and and want to seek out an advisor who's best suited to deliver advice to them that you know they know they understand the process they understand who they're going to be having a conversation with and they understand you know how that how that will all flow so really developing that out so that the industry partners that we bring on and we're going to be obviously very selective with this you know, we want the best of the best. We want to be dealing with great advisors out there who are specialists in what they do, um, who have got a track record and who deliver obviously enormous value for their their existing clients. So um, that engagement process is underway. You know, we're seeking expressions of interest from advisors out there who would like to be part of that. And then obviously as we develop out the platform, uh, we want to make that um, obviously an incredibly valuable thing for not only the the consumers but for the advisors that can obviously engage with that audience. Yeah, fantastic. So you're looking for advisors out there, and then you will engage with them to say, look, this is what this is what topics are so hot right now, or whatever we want to call it. <laughs> These are the topics that are being searched uh, a lot uh, at this time of the year. You know, and imagine there's times of the year when certain topics are very relevant especially around the end of financial year and those sorts of things um and then you'll say to people we want your ideas opinions beliefs articles and we'll help write them is that is that is that how it works that's exactly yeah it's i couldn't have said it better myself yeah we at the moment what we're doing with our existing clients who obviously we've got phenomenal relationships with through mbs 
is giving them the opportunity to, to get exposure on the site. You know, we want to help, uh, I guess, ultimately, um, you know, obviously help them grow their business as well. And if we can feature them on the site um, as a subject matter expert in a particular area, then then ultimately there's there's value for us, there's value for the, for the advisor and there's enormous value for the consumer who gets to engage with that content. Yeah, well, fantastic. And how do you get the content to consumers? How do they find My Money Sorted? So really focus, the big focus for us, uh, Fraser, through this website is organic search. And so um, the SEO approach that I mentioned a little earlier it's been you know, incredibly important to that aspect of it. So uh, what what we know to be true from Google's standpoint is that they're, they're out there, they've got their bot, bots crawling all of these sites every month. They're really looking to identify which are the sites that are, that are doing a couple of things, which are the sites that are uh, delivering uh, highly relevant specific information uh, that answers the questions that people are obviously searching in, re- in relation to but also um, a demonstrated level of authority. So um, it's fine to go and uh, you know, write, a, write a half-page blog article that answers questions on how to retire earlier, um, but ultimately if people jump on that website and engage with that article for five seconds and bounce off, that's a real cue for Google to sort of go, hang on a minute, this person's got relevant content, but... Is it actually um, answering the questions properly, and is it is it you know um, based on authority and understanding and and, and, and you know um, ability? I guess probably you know, better put, is the person delivering the content well qualified to be you know talking about it? So it's interesting how Google's algorithms work, and they're always changing, which makes it difficult. But really what we're seeking to do is provide the most relevant, insightful, high-value content that is specific to those search terms so that Google begins to reward us in time by saying, these guys are doing something special here. We can see that when people engage, they're on the site for three or four minutes. You know, They're looking at other articles. They must know what they're talking about. Let's reward them with some traffic. So big part of it's organic search um obviously a social strategy as well that we're they're really building out at the moment to i guess build an audience build a following um and ideally um you know make this something that people really want to share with with friends yeah it's um it's a huge part of it because I, I think that a lot of planners, advisors, they'll have opinions, they'll have ideas and, and they can get to that article space. But it's, it's very easy to set up a, a shack in the middle of the desert and have nobody walk past it, right? And see, and see, and you go to all that trouble and effort to, um, to you know, produce something that is going to, you know, help somebody or tra- help transform somebody from a, a point to another point. Um, and then if nobody reads it, it doesn't actually help anybody. It's, it's so well put and I, I must say we've probably seen some Taj Mahals in the m- middle of the desert too, you know. there's that it, it is a sad thing for, for a lot, not only advisors but a lot of service providers. We often refer to them as, you know, the best kept secret in their local market because that's ultimately the case. They've got these phenomenal skills. They can, they can deliver so much value but if nobody knows about that, then you really don't stand a chance. So for us that's been the shift it's about saying well let's put you on the map let's make you a bit more prolific in the content that you're putting out let's make sure that everybody in your local market knows who you are what you can do what you do and how you can benefit them absolutely the case 
yeah, putting putting people on the map, but also making sure they stay on the map because because constantly everybody else is trying to get in front of them <laughs> in front of them on the map, right? Yeah, very true. So if you, if you do nothing, you'll uh, you'll get lost pretty quickly. So thanks for t- going through that. T- how's so? How's the, the the platform is now set up? It's ready to go. There's there's content on there. You're you're getting um you're getting eyeballs on the content. Uh, where, where, where 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 do you want to take it from here? It's a great question. Yeah, we've we've been uh, live for a week now, a whole week, which is which has been exciting. It's been a big journey, of course, to get to this point. But the evolution for us is really about continuing to improve the user experience. So, um, a big part of, I guess, the next phase for us is starting to increase the level of interaction um, and uh, introducing things like multi-goal tools, projection-based uh, software, apps. Uh, and the like that allow someone to come in and get a better understanding of, you know, where they're at. You know, as we know with advice, a, a huge part of that is, is people wanting to know, are they on track to achieve their goals? or And if they're not on track, what do they need to do? So it's, um, it's probably for us about, in two parts, really improving the ability for someone to come onto the website and develop a, be- a better, a more personal understanding of their situation. And then for us to be able to deliver insights based on that. So really make it an intuitive site that's not just um, here's a whole heap of blog articles, read them one after the other. It's, or you came in through this stream, what we know is that people who read this article would benefit from, you know, having a look at, you know, at what age they could retire. And then if ultimately they can see that, hey, it says I'm going to be able to retire at 69, I want to retire at 60, what then can we serve them with to help them understand what steps that they can take uh, to better achieve that goal? So that's a big part of it. Uh, the other aspect is really building out the different forms of content on the site. What we know is that some people love to read, some people love to listen to audio like this, um, and uh, and others obviously like video. So uh, really taking that foundational content that we're building out on a daily basis and uh, delivering that in, in in different media. Yeah, you're exactly right. Depending on the, how the human likes to learn or best absorbs or, or whatever that fits into their daily routine. I, I, I know obviously I like podcasting and I like listening to podcasts because I can do it, listen to them without having to use my use my eyes uh, I can I can use my eyes for other things like driving or uh, or, uh, or walking or whatever it might be so um, so you're absolutely right you know producing content in multiple formats is um, is certainly going to build that out so that's it's fantastic and I and you mentioned sort of that you recently recently uh, released it and, and and for those people that are listening to this podcast in years to come it's that was mid-september uh, 2021 so from then on it's all been um, it's all been growth. Thank you so much for explaining that to us. Now, if somebody wants to get involved in or, or, or know a bit more about that, what's the best way for them to reach out? Yeah, sure. So um, you can head to mymoneysorted.com.au um, and register your interest there. Uh, or alternatively, with uh, our, our central email is hello at mymoneysorted.com.au. Drop an inquiry there and uh, one of the team will get back to you. Fantastic. Tom, thank you so much for coming on and chatting to us today about all the work that you're doing with advisors around the country. Really appreciate it. And uh, and if somebody wants to call out to you directly, uh, maybe LinkedIn, what's the best way to find you personally? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I try to be as active as possible on LinkedIn, so you can check me out there um, or uh, just, just shoot me a note on email, tom at marketingbrandingsales.com. Fantastic. Really appreciate your time. Thanks, Tom. 
Thanks, Fraser. Been a lot of fun. 